How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, I just drove 12 hours straight to get back to this podcast. I know. So you... You had a great weekend. You had um, three basketball games that were, you know, pretty, pretty good. You know, just just pretty good basketball oh, games. Just, uh, just a tad, yeah. Yeah, three three pretty good basketball games. Uh, Twenty something hours of driving. Um, Coach K's last game. Uh, pretty eventful weekend, and and I'll let you, you know, Bourbon talk about Street, it New Orleans, when we, uh, yeah, New Orleans, great, you know, great town there. Uh, and and we're gonna talk about the Final Four and obviously the championship game the other night. Kansas coming out on top. Huge comeback win, um, an excellent game, and and we'll definitely you know recap that whole uh, final four. Um, also, the the Masters are here, which I think you know I'll, I'll say this exception. You know, I, I we joke and and I give you your minute golf when we talked about some of the bigger tournaments, but I think the Masters is an, is an exception because it's it's the biggest tournament. And with Tiger Woods coming back with ah. after his accident you know i think we can spend a little more time on it so we'll talk about that as well let's be honest there big guy okay if tiger wasn't playing would we would i get more than a minute all right maybe 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 not maybe not there all right but tiger's playing did you did you see tiger woods is is his practice round the crowds at his practice round i mean that is no no one no one no other player has that are you kidding me Ten thousand people on a monday came out to watch him play nine holes that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that, that is that is insane. Uh, and to that think is about. why he is still the most popular golfer, even though he doesn't play anymore. Yep. And also baseball. Um, you know, not not our not our favorite thing to talk about, like we've said. Uh, but starting up this week as well. So getting into a baseball season that is uh, that's that's it's already it's already cursed for the Mets. Yeah, I mean uh, the Grom. You know, never staying healthy there. But you know, we can we can talk about that a little. We have to you know. Obviously, get our baseball insider John Stolberg on um, soon, so that we can actually get a real person that knows baseball to to talk about uh, the season. So, uh, let's get into all this. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's run it. So all, all in all, you know, New Orleans, great trip. Uh, any, 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 anything you'd like to share from from your Final Four experience? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, my first Final Four in a incredible, crazy town of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand the magnitude of the Final Four until obviously I went. Oh yeah. So we get there, right? The first thing that happens, we pull up to our hotel and we realize, wow, we're in a really nice hotel. Bob Ryan's there. We see Roy Williams. We see <laughs> Tim Hardaway in the lobby. Like I'm like, this is going to be a phenomenal weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? We are walking around Bourbon Street and downtown New Orleans, and every obviously each team has their own hotel, right? right? So we were walking into the lobby bars of all the hotels, and the representation for these schools was extraordinary. Uh, I mean, you saw in the, in the games the the students. In the in the the student sections, it was in, insane. The students, the alumni, the fans, families, young people, old people. I it was crazy, AJ. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know the 
most amazing thing to me is when I walked in on Saturday to the game, right? I've never been in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. It's massive, right? Yep. And it's it it's got to be massive for a football game. It's massive. For, I mean, the only thing that's bigger that we've been to is the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, right. you know. But it there were seventy one thousand people for the basketball game. Right, and you have to put that in perspective. When we go to the Magic game, there's there's eighteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. This was seventy one. I mean, the 000. biggest NBA arenas are twenty, maybe twenty one. You know, right. st- talking I about Staples Sports Center Park. and all, like yeah. t- maybe twenty thousand. Yeah. It's three times, three four times the size of that. Seventy one thousand screaming crazy fans of mm-hmm. all four teams. You know, it was cool watching the students in the you know the UNC students were right underneath us. And so they had to wait to go and be in like right underneath the basket for the second game. So you have the Villanova, you know, fans going nuts behind Charles Barkley in the stage. And then as soon as the game is over, they shuttle those kids out to a different mm-hmm. section. And then the UNC kids were bum rushing down to get the best seats. Yep. And oh, it was it was such an amazing experience. It was yeah. awesome. And not to mention, you know, the Coach K, you know, seeing his last game and and just the fact of that game. Obviously, I mean, there's no real need to talk about the the Kansas Villanova game. We all expected Kansas to take care of that. But the the only thing I will say about I just got to say two things about the Kansas Villanova game. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I wish Justin Moore was in that game. It would have been closer. But uh, David McCormick was unbelievable. He was absolutely unbelievable. There's 25 points, and yeah. I, I don't even know how many rebounds. Dominated, like 10 yeah. rebounds are. But he was unbelievable. Abaji was unbelievable. It was so much fun, you know, just to watch Kansas put on a clinic of basketball in that first half. You know, they were just off to the races. And then the Duke-North Carolina game was epic. I mean, for a game to never have a lead, large enough, larger lead than six points— 17 lead changes and Armando Baycott and Caleb Love were unbelievable on one side and Banchero was unbelievable on the other side. And and if it wasn't for Mark Williams getting two early fouls, this Mm -hmm. game could have gone in a whole different direction because Baycott had his way, his way. He's a monster. He's absolute monster. Yeah. And and I thought the craziest thing about, about the Duke game was, the second best player besides Benchero wasn't, you know, the 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 uh, Jeremy Roach who, you know, I thought would would step up. You know, it wasn't Wendell Moore, and it wasn't really Mark Griffin. It was Keels, Trevor Keels, who really hadn't played good all tournament, and yep. comes up with huge threes, hits the huge three, um, you know, in the last minute that I think at the time put them up one. Uh, he he played As great, you know. Right, Benchero was was you know did his thing, but this this game was was you know poetic when you see the outcome of the national championship game because of how well Caleb Love played in this game and how you know clutch he was with his the three at the end to to you know win the game uh and and they played fantastic you know Baycott the fact that he had 21 rebounds and we were sitting here debating on should we take his under you know you you took his under rebounds I I took the under with with Mark Williams there and he had 21 rebounds I mean the dude's a machine wait the entire section because everyone knew my, my bets Right. The entire section was making fun of me. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. They're yep. all like, are you kidding me? You took the under? This guy is t- getting every offensive and defensive rebound there is. Yeah. You know? I mean, he has, awesome. he, there was a lot of, of talk on social media about Baycott and what his future is. And I think Baycott has, you know, has established himself in this tournament as a future NBA player. And I think he'll be an NBA player for a long time. The way that he is able to, to rebound, he's always in the right spot, and he really is 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 just a strong interior, you know, defender 
that that had, you know, gave trouble to Mark Williams all night long. You know, Mark Williams didn't have his five, six easy, you know, alley-oops and, and nope. putbacks, you know. It, it, nope. it wasn't. It wasn't easy for him, and he didn't have any at all. So, you know, that that's what, what I think won it, you know, for North Carolina was how they, they 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 played as good as possible against a great Duke team to limit them inside, and that's what I think ultimately won the game. Yeah, we, we, we were talking about it, and who he reminds us of are two players from, like, my, my generation, and that's yep. Charles Oakley, who played for the Knicks and the Bulls, and Dennis Rodman. He yep. is going to think a great pro. I, I love yeah. this kid. I think yeah, he's, he's awesome. But, Fantastic. But can you I, just talk about how classless Duke was after the game, though? Yeah, Where with the, Moore the handshakes. Was the only person to shake the other team's hands with Coach K, and mm-hmm. the rest of the team walked off and pouted and wouldn't shake anybody's hands. I'm like, are you kidding me, dudes? Like, yeah, it's look. I'm not. I'm not taking any. You no, know, I'm not going to say that I agree with it, but. The fact that it's Duke UNC and and the rivalry and the fact that I don't care. I like I I I I understand you know the frustration from Duke in that aspect, but you you know that that's college basketball is you know college basketball and and hockey is you shake your hand after the game like or after the series. That's that's it doesn't matter. Shake hands. Good job. Great job. Good luck. And and then you go and you cry in your locker room. But that was classless. Um, But you know and. You know, Caleb Love, yes, he scored 28 points in that game, but his shooting was like 50%. This guy takes way too many shots. He yeah, had 20 he, shots in that game, and then I think he was like, what, 5 for 22 in the second Well, we'll game? get to the second, or the, the championship God. game. But in the, in the, the game, like, th- there's, a, there's a difference between when you're forcing shots and, and you're, you're shooting too many shots and they're not going in and you're not doing something for your team. But in the game versus Duke, the shots that he hit were at the right time, were were in clutch moments, and it it, it came out to be, you know, when when that happens and you hit the game winner, you know that that narrative kind of gets erased that that you yeah. took bad shots. Now in the game, in the next game, in, in the in the championship game, which was an absolute, you know, one for the history books, a, a great game. You know, I, I thought we wouldn't get a better game than Duke North Carolina in the Final Four, but I was wrong. I and mean, this was this was. All North Carolina in the first half. I mean, well, after Kansas scored the first seven points, so right? The funny thing Kansas is, started out super fast, and it was the same as the Villanova game. Yes, and then here's the funny thing: I had uh, one of my bets, my prop bets, mm-hmm. was uh, Abaji getting two three pointers. Yeah. He got a three pointer ten seconds into the game. Never had another. He one. never got another one. Which is another funny thing, since in the final four game versus Villanova, it was six for six or something, and and you yeah. were looking at that game and you kind of felt bad for Villanova because Abaji is a great player. He's not a three point you know threat, and the fact that he went six for six and he's never I don't think he's shot that many in a game this year, let alone made six. And and I just was feeling bad because I'm like, there's nothing you can do when a when Abaji who is in you know a, a slasher and a guy that you know likes to you know work in mid range and all that. And then he hit six threes. It's like, what can you do? And he played fantastic. And in the championship game, was only one for four, but still was valuable defensively. And you know, he's he's just a motor player that that gives you know his entire you know body and puts his body on the line, which is you know what makes him a great player. Yeah, but um, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, North Carolina was went on a sixteen right. run that so, was just ridiculous. When it was twenty two all, and you know North Carolina was getting into it. Um, and then they go in that 16-0 run and end, end up being up 15 uh, in in you know at halftime. Uh, you you just saw Kansas Kansas played like North Carolina did in the second half. 
Like Kansas was shooting like really early in the shot clock, which isn't their offense. Uh, you know, they were they were not getting they went to McCormick to start off the game really early at a quick, you know, I think six points. And then they stopped going inside and they started shooting from the outside. And it was just strange to see because it was not what we've seen Kansas do in, you know, the the, the game before in all tournaments. So it was a little strange to see. And that's why North North Carolina took advantage. They, you know, Kansas missed shots. They didn't make a field goal for like the final 10 minutes of the half. So North Carolina went went on a roll, you know, hit hit their shots, got it into Baycott. Got to the free throw line, which felt like a lot, you know, 22 times, hit 18 of them, which was huge uh, for them. Uh, And then the second half comes and, you know, I am the king. I will openly admit this. I am the king of of, you know, whether it's it's calling it too soon or not. I I always am out there saying this game's over. You know, this game at halftime teams up big, whatever sport. I'm like, oh, this is over this game, even though I was kind of rooting for UNC because, you know, I had the. The whole whoever wins the Duke UNC game, I think, is going to win it all. So I was kind of rooting for UNC in that you know aspect, and I you really have fallen in love with this team, you know, through the tournament. So you know, with all that, I still said this game is is not over. And I texted you and I said this game's not over. You know, it Kansas that was a bad first half, but what they did against Miami, you know, they're the better team on paper. You know, all of that keeps them in this game. And what do they do? You know, start just, just the start of the half coming out as a different team. Uh, North Carolina didn't get a lot of open shots. They had a ton of open shots in the first half. Um, and, and I'll, and I'll say it. I think Caleb love is a, is, is a huge reason why UNC lost this game. And maybe it's just because those, those clutch tough shots didn't drop this game, you know, and they dropped last game. But I, I felt like the shots he was taking you know, whether it was early in the shot clock, terrible shot selection, turning the ball over, trying to do way too much. It felt like every time he got the ball, it was like his his job to go one on one and create a shot. And and it was it, it was that that I think, you know, really lost them this game in the end. So a couple of things. So Caleb Love went five for 28. I'm yeah. telling you the shots when you were there, you were like, what is he doing? Like it was almost like he, you, you, you actually phrased it perfectly. You know, he, he felt like this need to come up as like Michael Jordan. And right. It, it felt like, you know, and he had a great tournament. There's no taking away from the tournament. He had, he had a fantastic sure. tournament. And North Carolina wins this game. He's probably the MVP of the tournament. But 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 Brady, Matt, I mean, um, Manic was, was, yeah. was shooting 50% from the field and the three-point line, and they stopped going to him. You know, R.J. Davis was fantastic. Yep. You know, I mean, it, 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 I just... But then he started shooting threes, and that's not his game, you know, and he went 0 for 5 from 3. So mm-hmm. when, when Kansas started coming back, Christian Brown took over the game. Him and Jalen Wilson, both of them just kept slashing to the basket. And, I, you know, Baycott was a little bit hurt, and Caleb mm-hmm. Love was a little hurt, and they just got to the rim. And then at the end of the game, McCormick just finished it off. And it, I'm so mad, AJ. <laughs> I love Abaji. He did not deserve MOP. Okay. No. The most outstanding no. player of this tour, what, of yeah, this I, I final agree. four was David McCormick. Mm. Right? He was the reason that they won the national championship because a he kept Baycott to like thirteen points. Two, he was a dominating strong presence, and he scored so many clutch baskets both against Villanova and against North Carolina down the stretch. I I, I would have given it to him. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I I, I definitely um, can 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 agree with that. Um, but 
Can we just admire for a minute the the matchup between Baycott and, and McCormick? I mean, those two were, were just playing so hard, and and the two of the strongest big men I've I've ever seen play college basketball, and not not giving each other an inch, you know, when they got it in the post. Um, my thing with Baycott was there was a couple possessions, and he's done this in the past, but I feel like in past games where I've watched North Carolina, he does it once, and then he's like, all right, it's it's not there. I'm just gonna you know work inside. But he, he there there's a either a set they run or he gets the ball up top, you know, in a, in a long mid range. And he took like, I think three of those in the game. And it was, it was, and he missed all three. Cause it was weird to watch. Cause I'm like, first of all, that's, that's not, not your game. game. You are, you're a dominant presence in, in, in the, in the post. You get to the free throw line a lot, even though he's not a great free throw shooter. But I, I thought him shooting those, you know, versus McCormick, knowing he's not that guy. So he's not going to waste his shots on that. Sure. Um, I think he that was, was a not, big difference. He was nine for thirteen from the line yesterday, so it wasn't bad. Yeah, it, it wasn't as bad, but you know, not you know, not the guy you want at the line. And I think that point is being that you know, we say Baycott. I still do believe you know, I'm not taking one game away from it, but he's going to be a great pro. I think David McCormick could be a really good pro as well because he's a very similar player. And I honestly think he could have a little more offensive. You know, he's a little bit better offensively. Yes, 100%. He is a massive human being. He will definitely have a good pro career. Yep. You know what's interesting? So, I mean, I came out ahead on all my bets, which is kind of shocking considering some of the ones that I lost. But, yep. you know, I got a little greedy. And uh, I had Kansas minus four and a half. Yep. And when when Dewan Harris stepped out of bounds, mm. I was like praying Crazy. that I was praying that they would get the three and go to overtime because then it would just be my... Hey, I, I saw the spread as well. And when I saw the, you know them take whatever that last possession, whatever that last two possessions were mm-hmm. of, of all those chuck up shots. And then you have Caleb love again, thinking that he's the guy that has to make it takes a, you know, a poor shot and, and airs well, ball and air balls it. I do think the last shot was supposed to go to manic. And when he came around a screen, he like tripped and he, yeah. he didn't go down, but he definitely stumbled. And I think love saw that and said, Oh crap, I got to take it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think he was meant to take the last three. Cause it was a terrible, terrible three-pointer but but it's not only that one they had they had you know an offensive rebound and then they had the possession before where they missed as well so it was it was it was a bad you know last couple you know shots for for north carolina to try to tie it and then the out of bounds thing was just it was just you know incredible the fact that that you're not aware of the out of bounds in in that situation but right uh the place was going bonkers oh i'm sure it was loud it was such an electric environment it was awesome Yep. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I really, I mean, I've been to, you know, UCF games where the whole place was shaken. Mm-hmm. We've been to, you know, I was at game seven of the Rangers, you know, Eastern Conference finals. We've been at playoff games. This was definitely top one or top two environments I've ever been at at a sporting event. Yeah, that's, that's, that is awesome. Um, I think the, uh, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about, what about, we, we didn't even mention, you know, I know they didn't win, but Puff Johnson and his his career game with his eleven points and his charges taken and and his throw up on the court, which was uh, something I don't think I've ever seen. His brother must have been proud. It, it was it was really funny because we're we're looking at that and we're going, and we're, well, why are they stopping the game? Well, stop, and then you see Puff Johnson after he's he's running up and down the court for like ten minutes straight, scoring all these points, playing defense, and he's just throwing up on the court. And and I'm I'm sitting there with my friends watching. I'm like. 
this dude plays three minutes a game. He's not used to, you know, running up and down the court like this. So he was not, you know, conditioned enough for this. So I think it was it was really funny to see that. Um, so you, know, you know, his brother's Cameron Johnson on Phoenix. Yes. You know? And so I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, his brother must be getting ready to. Oh, I mean, he, he, he is going to hold that over him forever, <laughs> ever. That is so funny. No, it was amazing. It was a phenomenal weekend. We uh, do, do you know who uh, Annie Agar is? Mm, She's the doesn't, sports doesn't person ring on like, TikTok and YouTube. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Funny skits. Mm-hmm. We saw her on Bourbon Street, took a picture with her. You know, like it was just amazing. You know, the amount of stars that we saw. Oh, I mean, it felt like it when you're on social media, it felt like everyone was there. I mean, everyone, everyone you knew you was know, there. The, I didn't see the Impossible Joker guys, but they were there. Yeah, um, practical. What's called? I congratulate Tim Hardaway on on, on making the hall. You know? oh. and and then uh, wait, who else did we see? We saw our um, we saw Jay Jay we, we, we Jay Billis. The first night we were there was having dinner at the table next to us. That's so awesome. With all, with all of his Duke alumni friends. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just such. It was such a cool experience, man. It's definitely something that you know you, you got to do when it's in a great city like that. I mean, I was eating. If you're ever in New Orleans, man, go to Red. What the hell is it called? The Red. Uh, Did you have some crawfish? No, the Red Fish Grill makes the most amazing barbecued fried oyster po' boy. Mm. It is. We went twice. It was so. Good. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Oh yeah, it was fantastic, and you know, yeah. just a great time. Bourbon Street's dirty and gross but just a really cool uh you know um uh, people watching experience and you know there's a casino there at caesars or harris and it's just really fun weekend buddy with all you know hanging out with all my my college buddies and yeah just just continue to rub it in you know we we got time you know so just just tell me all about it. it's fine all right um and and kansas comes out with the biggest comeback in national championship history Hold on, let, let let's put a bow on this, buddy. Okay. Mm, um, I know we were going to come. Who picked Kansas before we started? Who yes. said Kansas was the best team? You who did. Won the you, sports appeal you, bracket. You, you you win the the sports appeal bracket and you win one cookie. I guess I, that's what I'll give you. One came, cookie. In my it. two major uh, pools for money, I came in second in both of them. Mm. One paid out second. The other one, the, the only person who won was in the first place person. Yeah, this this uh, this bracket, you know, it was a great tournament. You know, I'll, we'll talk about the just the tournament in a second. But in terms of the brackets, um, not a good not a good year uh, for the 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 picking of the brackets, and it, it usually yeah. isn't. But for me, I'm saying yeah. yeah. Um, and then Kansas, obviously, yes, good pick there on the uh, um on the predictions there. Um, and and that wraps up that that tournament, which you know some just some a fact about it, no buzzer beaters. In the entire tournament, which I which I find incredible, and I really want someone to look up a stat if that's ever happened before, because it feels like at least on the first weekend there's at least two or three. So I'm with you. That that was incredible, you know, for me. But without the buzzer beaters, still was a memorable tournament. You have the St. Peter's run, a lot of good upsets. You know, the Coach K final, you know, four appearance. I think was was really you know what made it great. Special, yeah, yeah. So it it was still a, a fantastic tournament. And it was just, you know, you had four teams whose fans showed up. And mm-hmm. I, that's always, you know, huge. I mean, when you have four blue buds, blue bloods, you, you are really, you're in for a treat. Yeah. And North Carolina, a lot of these guys, you know, can come back another year. So this team is, 
is not exactly, you know, done. You don't know what, you know, Baycott, if he goes to the league this year, uh, and you don't know with, you know, any of the other guys. Yeah. If, if it was me and my, you know, my, my prediction, I think Baycott is, and, and obviously Manic are gone, you know, uh, Manic's done anyways, but I think Baycott and Manic are gone. I think everybody else will come back. Yeah, you got Davis. You got Love coming back. Leaky Black is, you know, doesn't show up in the box score, but is an excellent defender there. So and you and Johnson will have a bigger role. Yeah. So UNC will definitely be, I think this is good for them next year. Definitely will be a, you know, better next year there. Um, but, you know, the obviously one shining moment was a great one this year. Definitely uh, teared up watching that a little bit. Yep. At um, like 30 at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And that was, it was a, it was a really good tournament, um, and next year we will we'll run it back. But we'll obviously now April get into the NBA playoffs. We'll get into baseball, and uh, we will get into the the NHL playoffs here in a bit. So moving on, you know, to to other sports and such. Um, so we have baseball coming up. Um, you know, obviously next week or hopefully in the near future, we will have John Stolberg, our baseball insider, here to talk more about it. But baseball starts. Thursday, Thursday opening day, um, you know, definitely some some of the, you know, bigger moves from the offseason, I would say um, that, you know, I guess not a, a general MLB fans will know we, we're not going to get into the 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 little, you know, transactions there. But, you know, the Dodgers obviously got a lot better, got Freddie Freeman, who is, you know, one of the best players in all of baseball Dude, added to a three, fantastic team three future Hall of Famers on their team now. Yep. I mean. Their team is so stacked, it's ridiculous, right? Trey Turner, you know, they're getting uh, Clayton Crenshaw back. Like, this team is Mookie Betts. I mean, the team is is loaded. Bellinger and Muncie and Turner. And, I mean, I, we'll talk about it later. But this team, Walker Bueller will probably be the Cy Young Award winner. The guy's a right. monster. Like, this team is, if they lose seriously, if they lose 20 games, I'll be shocked. Right, and they had a disappointing year last year. They had injuries and stuff, and they they actually didn't even win their own division. Um, but I think this year they're going to be the undoubted, you know, uh, World Series favorites. There, the other team that I think a lot of people are talking about, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, made a lot of moves. They got Jose Barrios last year, which is their number one pitcher now. Kevin Gossman, who was in the running for NL uh, Cy Young last year, I don't know if he ended up winning. But he was in the running, had like a two ERA, and they happened to sign him as well. So their pitching is amazing. And they're one of the most fun teams to watch, you know. And, and I watched, I started watch, to watch a lot of other, you know, baseball last year because I wanted to see these guys in action. And Flat Guerrero Jr. with all the hype. The hype is real. He's, he's fantastic. He's so fun to watch. He is, he, he destroys baseballs. And they got a really fun team with Boba Shett and George Springer and, and all those guys. So I think, you know, that, and it's a lot of, you know, watching, videos and social media it's a lot of these analysts and all these guys that that really follow baseball it's a lot of their you know dark horse pick that they really think can win it all so that well, is other, uh that's something to watch there is, too the other one is the chicago white Sox. like yeah. every analyst i was listening to is all over this team thinks it's the best uh starting five in baseball thinks that you know overall as a team this team is solid as can be mm-hmm. this is uh the other dark horse that everybody is is, is hopping on yeah, I, I think and they that did win their division last year. Yeah, they did, and 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 they're definitely a great team. Luis Robert, who's you know this yeah. the the next coming, so we'll we'll be able to see him in a full season. Um, and then our New York Mets had a really good off season. A really good off season yeah. happened to sign Max Scherzer, which a lot of people consider the next best uh, pitcher 
outside of Jacob deGrom, which happens to be on the same team. Obviously, Jacob deGrom going down with another injury, which he seems to be having a lot of those lately, um, keeping him from showing his greatness. So he'll be out for the foreseeable future, probably a couple of weeks. So not going to be there weeks. to start. I've heard reports he might be out till the All-Star break. No, I don't think it'll be that long. I, I You know, maybe a month, two. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying it didn't sound like it was this huge injury. Well, T1 Walker's hurt also. Like, we have five amazing starters that all could be, like, all-stars, and three of them are starting the season with injuries. Yeah, but like, great. great. My, my favorite acquisition of the whole offseason, or, I mean, a couple of mine, uh, we're getting Mark Canhon, Starling Marte, who were both on the A's last year, and I loved watching the A's last year because they were a high-flying offense, and Mark Canhon, Starling Marte are really good hitters. And Chris Bassett. Right, Chris Bassett from the A's as well. I mean, we stole a lot of, of A's players. You know, still have Francisco Lindor, who had an, a down year last year, and it, it wasn't even that bad, you know, as it as he, you know, played better down the stretch. Pete Alonso still, you know, probably my favorite player in all of baseball. Um, and, and, you know, getting, you know, Robinson Cano back from his, his, you know, shooting up some whatever steroids or something from, from last year, you know, maybe that could be something. I, I just think that... You know, obviously it's the Mets and they will disappoint, but it's a it was a really good offseason to get a lot of guys, you know, make a really good lineup and, a, you know, getting the two p- best pitchers in baseball and, and having a good, you know, rotation. It's definitely a team that if DeGrom isn't, if DeGrom isn't out a, a while and the team stays healthy, can definitely be a playoff team. A hundred percent. But it's all going to come down to whether we're jinxed and if these top all-star players can stay healthy. Yep. All right, we'll wait uh, for 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 our expert to talk more baseball there. Um, what about the the Masters here? Because I said we would talk about it. Um, you know, Masters coming up Thursday um, and into this weekend uh, is it is a very very intriguing Masters for the fact of um, Tiger Woods here, the legendary Tiger Woods, uh, possibly playing. You know, almost confirmed of playing. He will yeah, continue I, I to test out his. Right, test out his body, um, and you know says you know in, in a lot of press conferences said that he's he, golf wise he's fine, but the dude can barely walk out there. So, um, be interesting to see. But if all you know if all goes right, you know Tiger Woods is gonna be playing in the Masters, which after his last injury and and the accident, I, I think is incredible. I, the dude has incredible. nine lives. Well, it's a couple things. One, so we're sitting there having drinks. You know, uh, I think it was Friday and. We see on the screen Tiger Woods is practicing at the Masters. We're like, oh, my God, I had no idea he was even considering playing. Like, I thought his career right. was over. Mm-hmm. Right? So that got us excited. Then we see him do the practice, you know, nine. Then we see him do the par three thing. And then and then he's you know has a press conference today when I'm driving 12 hours home. Mm-hmm. And we're listening. And he's like, look, he's like, swing-wise, my swing is totally fine. Right. Can I compete? Yes. Can I walk? Hurts like a bitch. You know, yeah. like, I mean... It just hurts. And if I'm going to be able to get through four days, then I'm going to play. And if I have a practice round tomorrow and I wake up the next day and I'm not in agony, I am playing on, t- on Thursday. And you know what's crazy? The odds of him to make the cup, I make the cup, sorry, make the cut, <laughs> I can't speak. The odds of him making the cut are plus 110. Wow. Like they basically are expecting him to no, have no problem not play for a year, have major surgery, almost lose his leg, but no problem, come back and make the cut. And he's 5-1 to one to finish in the top 10. Because <laughs> he's still Tiger Woods, man. He, That's he, insane. 
mean? What what was it the la- what was the last time where he came back and they didn't think he'd 19. play and he and he played and he won the Masters, wasn't it? Yeah, 2019. Yeah, what was what was that reason why he was back injury, right, right, back yeah. injury and they never thought he was going to play. He comes and he and he wins the Masters. He's he's a legend and legends do legendary things. Well, how about this? 23 times he's played the Masters. Mm-hmm. He's missed the cut once 22 years ago. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, he knows this golf course like the back of his hand. Yeah. Um, any any other you know any favorites any 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 predictions there on on that? Well, I, I think you always have to you know keep an eye on on Rom. You know he's had a really good year. Um, what's his name? Scheffler has been playing right. Chef Scheffler isn't he the new number one player? Yes. Yeah, he's been playing so well. Like we saw him at Arnold Palmer, he looked great. Like he's a he's a player you definitely want to take you know keep keep an eye on. Um, you know, there's always somebody like, you know, who's older because the course is one of those courses where if it's not so it's long, but it's, it, you got to know where to put the ball, right? You have to know mm. what to stay away from. You know, you have to know the angles. You have to know like on certain holes, you hit it here cause it's going to slope down. And a lot of these younger players just don't have enough experience on it. So there's always like an older guy, like a Ustazen or a Podrick Harrington, who's going to end up being in the top five just because they played this course 20 times, you know, mm-hmm. in major championships. So I, I would say look for uh, Scheffler and look for Rom to be in contention and then look for somebody who's old as dirt. Right. Is uh, Mickelson in, the, in, in this no. in this Masters? He's suspended. He's not. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. All right. So that's the Masters there. I mean. The the whole Tiger Woods thing, I, I'm I'm with the 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 books there and the odds. I mean, if he can swing, you know he's you know now could he withdraw if he's feeling terribly after sure. one two days? Sure, but I think if he's able to make it through all four days, he's yeah. he's going to shoot pretty well. I mean, the, the amount of times he's played the course and the fact that he still can can swing fine, I think is yeah, tells he- it all. If he could get out of bed and isn't like laden with blood clots, he will be on that course, you know, yep. playing. And if he is in contention on Sunday, it will be the most highly rated sports program in the history of mankind. I mean, it is just truly remarkable. The it's it's almost cult like his fans. Yeah. Well, this will be if he comes back and wins the Masters after this, it'll be bigger than the USA beating Soviet <laughs> Union in. in <laughs> It, it, it'll be incredible. I mean, I can't even fathom what, what will happen if he wins. It'll, it'll be the biggest comeback in the history of sports. Yep. Uh, and I pray to God that we're in, we're, we're, we're hopefully get that to see. Cause yeah. I will be like, if you bother me on Sunday, <laughs> you know, I, I will destroy you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know, n- nothing last, la- last but not least, mm-hmm. what happened to the Lakers? The well, Lakers no, with four nothing's games left, uh, four, nothing's changed behind. since the last time we talked. They're we said they were going to miss the playoffs. I, I I said it jokingly. I didn't think I didn't really believe it. They are going to miss the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yeah. And then Magic Johnson goes on you know talk show Greeny yes, uh, yesterday and blows up uh, LeBron saying it's all his fault that he wanted uh, Russell Westbrook instead of Buddy Heald and and um, DeRozan. You know, and you're sitting there going, "Oh, now it's out in the media that Magic thinks it's LeBron's fault." And like, this is a disaster, man. Ma- a- Magic talking when he uh, he doesn't have any room to talk about that. I mean, LeBron is look, Le- LeBron, Russell Westbrook 
has never been this atrocious shooting-wise. If you get Russell Westbrook, not even Thunder Russell Westbrook, just Russell Westbrook, you know, maybe two years ago when he was breaking all the, you know, Oscar Robertson's triple-double record, like, you get that one, and they're a playoff team easily and a contender. He just was incredibly awful. His confidence was shot. And there's no, there was no coming back from that, and they had no role players, and Anthony Davis didn't play the season, so I don't understand. I could blame it on LeBron. Well, well, you can't get out of this contract now. Like they, they got to pay uh, Westbrook forty-seven point one million dollars next year, yeah. and no team in the entire NBA no. will. Trade no team's going to play that. No, no, no team's going to trade for him or pay that. But if you're looking at the Lakers, and I'm not saying this as I'm trying to justify or say that. You know, it's not all it's not all bad for the Lakers, right? You know, and going into the offseason is they still have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I understand Anthony Davis. This is two years now that I agree. Anthony Davis has gone downhill and has just not looked like himself. But he's still on the early side of 30 and he's not, you know, he's he's he, he will eventually find his game. And, and, and if he can stay healthy for a period of time, can actually get into flow and, and get back to his, his old self. And Russell Westbrook, like I said, is is still a player that can be great and, and be a point guard for a championship team if he doesn't play as atrocious as he did this year. So if you have those three on a team and maybe they change up the role players, they change up the coach, I, I don't think we're sitting here saying, I can't believe the Lakers can't move out of these these contracts. They have Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and, and Anthony Davis. Like, this is this is torture. Like, there's, it was a terrible year. It was injury-riddled. It was just, the I think, from the fans and the media – completely destroying that team um it, it was a terrible year but i i don't think it's it's gonna be terrible in, in the next off seasons or you know in the next couple when they can't move off deals but it, it's it's funny to look at and it's funny to to joke about since they were the western conference you know favorites to to win the conference and they didn't make the playoffs which is incredible so so it's, <clears throat> it's just it's just wild i don't know it's just yep yeah. So listen, we got we got we got so much stuff coming up. The yeah, definitely this, this month. The draft is is heating starting. up. Basketball playoffs start next week. The final month of NHL. Like it, I, my head's spinning again. I love it. Yeah, it's it's definitely content. that time. Lots of content that we are. Uh, the the episodes are going to run a little longer, but that's it for today's one. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. You know, definitely back to the Tuesday Friday schedule just for this one because of. Uh, someone's transportation you know Listen, issues there um and some sleep and we catch up on some yeah sleep you you, you get some sleep and we'll come back friday and hopefully uh tigers in the lead uh in the masters all right that'll work for me <laughs>